Welcome to the Live Abundantly podcast with Jacqueline Hayes. Thanks for tuning in. On this podcast, we're going to give our tips and tricks on how we can be encouraging, talk about parenting, talk about life, and chasing those goals that we have, those dreams, and doing all of it with abundance. So, as my children would say, let's do this. On today's episode of the Live Abundantly podcast, we have Jessica Rudolph with us. I am so excited about her story and what she does with my very own blanket. Make sure that you are tuning in so you can hear all the ways that she is using this nonprofit to help kids in foster care. If you have not already taken a second and headed over to iTunes to leave a review of the Live Abundantly podcast, go ahead and hit pause, head right over, do that, and then jump back over to this episode because you don't want to miss it. Let's imagine this, a world where your business works for you. I mean, that sounds amazing, right? Helping others use Pinterest as a traffic driver in their business, seeing real dollars in your bank account just from being a Pinterest expert, feeling completely at ease knowing you have a strategy for Pinterest that will help your clients gain the traffic and exposure they are desiring, having all of the latest Pinterest resources, how-tos, and updates at your fingertips without the need for hours of research yourself, Pinterest does not have to be stressful. In fact, the mastermind makes it easy. So if you would love to apply to the Pinterest mastermind with Jacqueline Hayes, head to JacquelineHayes.com backslash mastermind to learn so much more about it. And I can't wait to help you become the Pinterest expert you are desiring to be. On today's episode, we have Jessica with us. And Jessica, how are you? Great, great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I've had the privilege of talking to her for you know a couple minutes just before we started recording, and I'm already really excited to hear your story. So just jump right on in. Tell us who you are, what you do, all of those things. So my very own blanket. I am the CEO and founder of my very own blanket. And we are a nonprofit organization dedicated to comforting children in foster care um, by giving them a handmade blanket that they can hang on to and call their very own and take it with them wherever they have to go. Um, I like to tell people that uh, being the CEO and founder just really kind of means that um, I'm celebrating 20 years of doing um, uh, coming up with my very own blanket, um, being the founder 20 years ago. And, um, I believe that God gave me the idea. Um, and we can get into it a little bit, you know, later, but, but God gave me the idea to 
come up with this. And um, the CEO part, so that's the founder part. The CEO part means that I think he knew I would be foolish enough to continue it for his glory for this long. So um, there's nothing really glamorous about it. It's, you know, a very grassroots um, organization that I started it just when I was um, um, a stay-at-home mom, actually, with my three babies. And um, it just, once I saw the need for it, it kind of took off. I love that. And so before we got started, you had said you had three babies within three years, right? Yeah. So tell us about that on top of starting this. So um, like I said, I was a stay-at-home mom and I was, I was blessed enough to be able to do that. Um, and at the time I had uh, two beautiful little boys and a darling little girl, and they happened to be one, two, and three years old. And so I could not hold them all as they were falling asleep. And I said, I am only going to do one bedtime because if not, I'm going to be at this forever. So in my nursery, I had two cribs and a toddler bed and um, I laid them down in their beds and I had the night lights on and I had the music playing and I sat in the rocking chair, my rocking chair. Um, so that they could see my presence as they were falling asleep. And uh, as I sat there, um, I, I'm kind of a someone who likes to be kept busy and, you know, I didn't want to just sit there. So I was knitting a blanket. So every night when I lay them down, I would sit there and I would knit this blanket. Well, one night in December, um, the music was playing. It was just quiet that, you know, everything was peaceful and calm. And um, all of a sudden I thought to myself, I thought, who could I knit this blanket for? I looked at my babies and I saw they had a blanket already of their very own. And I thought, you know, who could I knit this for? And then as I was sitting there, like I said, it was nice and quiet. And I thought, oh, I'll knit this for a child in foster care because I had always heard that they didn't have very much. And I thought, oh, that's a good idea. I'll just knit this over the course of the next year. And next Christmas, I'll give it away to the area county children's services. And I asked people, um, friends and family, just to make one blanket over the course of the next year. Because I said, you know what, we're all really pretty busy. I mean, I'm busy. But uh, I thought if we all do just a little bit, then together we can do a lot. <clears throat> so I sent out my 72 flyers and you know, to be kind of um, honest about it, I thought I, you know, I wanted to make a goal. I was really nervous about this idea and I wanted to make a, a goal to try and reach, you know, to succeed. And, and so um, I, I thought 72, and I'm not really a numbers person. I thought, okay, my goal, if I run the numbers, whatever that means, but if I run the numbers, I'll get, um, I'll try and make a goal to get 12 blankets. And then as I'm sitting there, I thought, I really, oh Lord, I really don't want to fail at this. And so I thought, I can make 10, I can make five. <laughs> I can make five blankets and I only have to get, you know, seven more. <laughs> but uh, so then I remember having, I, I had this big green conversion van with my babies in their car seats and everything in the back seat. And I remember going to the post office and having all those flyers in my hand. Um, and I just said, Oh Lord, just please don't let me look too foolish. And so I just, I said, it's in your hands now. And I put them all in the, in the um, mailbox and just drove off. And I thought, we'll see what we do. So the first year we received 86 blankets. Oh my gosh. Mm. I like already have chills. <laughs> so um, I thought, and it wasn't until I handed those first blankets out, did I realize that um, how needed it was. The caseworkers had said to me, oh, you have no idea this is so needed. These kids really don't 
have very much. And my mind immediately went back a year earlier into that rocking chair and thought, oh my goodness, that was a higher power talking to me. Mm-hmm. And so I said, oh, I have to do it again next year. <laughs> so then the next year we received 526 blankets and we handed those out to 16 different counties in Ohio. And I heard more and more how much this needed is. And so I said, um, I got to continue it. And people said, you are crazy. You have a two, three and four year old. Are you not busy enough? And I said, well, you know what? I really am. But if you saw the need and if you heard the stories of what these you know, children have to go through, all children should be loved. They should have a blanket. They should have, you know, um, something to hang on to that's their very own when they go through different places. And so um, I just continued it. And 20 years later, um, my babies are now 21, 22, and 23. And uh, it's it's so much, it's really needed right now. That is amazing. So you are local to Ohio. Do you go further than that? Or do you typically just try to stay in Ohio? So um, the interesting thing is we are nationwide. Okay. Nationwide nonprofit. Um, Because how we kind of got that way is that people would say, um, I want to make a blanket. And I'll say, great go ahead and make them. And um, people would email me from all over the United States. And I'd say, great, go ahead and make the blanket, but don't send them to me. What I want to do is help you give your blankets to your children in foster care in your area. So Mm -hmm. each one of our blankets that we um, receive gets a special tag. I have one here. Um, Gets a special tag that says a special gift of love made just for you. And, um, you know, I want these kids to know that they are loved. And so love you is in red. And then the first line says, uh, this belongs to, and so the child receiving it gets to write their name there in marker. The caseworker said to me, oh yeah, we let them write their name because that's empowering. And that shows them that, whoa, this is permanent marker. And it's kind of like their first permanency put back in their life when they go into the foster care system. And then the second line says handmade by. And so then I allow the people to, um, the volunteer, the maker to write their name there. And, um, and then I also encourage them to write a little note, a special little note on the blank, on the tag, because um, I tell people that, you know what, when, when we can't be there with the child um, as they're moving from place to place, um, your blanket can be. And when they're feeling maybe alone and lonely and not good about the, the situation that they're in or not good about themselves, I said, your words is what's going to keep them going. Your words will, whether you say praying for you or you are loved or you're amazing, they're going to look at that and say, you know, Jessica thinks I'm amazing. I can do it. Jessica says to hang in there, you know? So, um, so these, these tags are pretty cool. So what I do is when people across the nation contact me, then I say, keep your blankets. We have um, someone who'll help them get in contact with their local children's services or agency. We'll send them these tags and then they can deliver them to their kids in care, um, helping, helping their area. Because as they say, it takes a village. It really does. I love this so much. Um, so we're on the Live Abundantly podcast. So explain a little bit how you get to live in abundance through this. 
Oh, um, uh, well, and it's funny that you say that because a lot of people will say, um, oh my gosh, I've, how many blankets have you made? And I say, not very many. I'm not like making a bunch of, I'm not abundantly making the blankets because what I'm doing, I don't, I don't really have the, the time or the chance to be able to do that very much. But what I do get to do is talk to people about it. What, um, you know, how I get to live abundantly is that I get to share this story with people and share the volunteer opportunity. Um, right now, the foster care system is in a crisis because of the drug epidemic, the heroin and opioids, and people know all about that. But what they don't realize is the other consequence and the effect of that is that they have children and those mm -hmm. children are flooding the foster care system. Um, Kinship care, which is uh, best case scenario when the kids are removed from their home, we turn to grandma and grandpa or an aunt or an uncle. Kinship care has, um, has raised 42% since 2016, 42%. I mean, that's, that's a big, big jump. But so a lot of grandparents are taking care of the, the, their grandkids. Um, and so people don't really realize, um, and it's not just Ohio, it's nationwide. This is happening nationwide. Um, Ohio, maybe six years ago, I was able to say there was approximately 11,000 kids in foster care in Ohio. Um, now we're looking at probably they're predicting in another year and a half, 20,000. So it's, yeah, it's gotten really bad. Um, but like I tell people, but the good news is, is that we can put something in the hands of the child. They can have something that they can hang on to. Um, so me living abundantly is being able to get to see, um, knowing, receiving all these blankets and then knowing that these children are going to have this, you know, our goal this year is to give 20,000 blankets away. And so it's like 20,000 kids are going to have our blanket. Mm -hmm. um, and abundantly on the flip side of it is that something I believe um, only God would have been able to see is all the volunteers that this organization touches their lives as well. I would have never known um, or been able to see that that all the volunteers, how they're able to get involved in, and, um, you know, be able to give back from the quilter who says all my kids and grandkids have blankets. I don't, they don't want any more. I say, keep making blankets. I've got tons of kids that need your blankets mm -hmm. to the, um, retirement centers. I've got people in retirement centers making blankets. My oldest volunteer right now, his name is Martin. He's in St. Mary's, Ohio, and he is, he just turned 101. And so he's cutting up squares for women to sew together, um, to prisons. I work in three prisons and I've got um, two women's prisons and um, a male prison and I have inmates in there sewing and making blankets and you know for them 80% um, of inmates have been uh, touched by the foster care system at some point in their life whether uh, they're their children are in it um, their siblings were in it or they grew up out of it then they're able, there's, they're able to really contribute and connect with that to give back. So, um, it's, there's, there's a lot of abundance. <laughs> I love it. And I think, you know, I have, this was not, you know, I did not give you this question and I wanted to kind of see where it would go, but you've kind of hinted at a few times how your faith has been involved in this. 
How has that really driven you? Because a lot of times, you know, like you have said, you know, you kind of just put it in in God's hands and you're like, well, here we go. But that has to be, you know, scary, getting out of your comfort zone. So how has that kind of driven you? Well, it's, you know, I... I do have a strong, strong faith. And, and, um, like I said, that first, after that first year, when I just had that overwhelming peace come over me and my mind just instantly went back into that rocking chair a year earlier, I knew that this was bigger than me. I knew that it wasn't really me. It was, you know, just sort of working through me. Um, and so, uh, so we, I just said, okay, God, we're just going to see where it goes. And throughout the years, we, you know, we've had things given to us and we've had places help us out and, and, um, you know, but it always has, it hasn't always been easy. Um, I can remember there was a, a big shift at year 10 and, um, that kind of came in and, um, you know, it was, it was hard. It was a challenge. It was like, do I want to keep doing this? Should I keep doing it? And then signs just kept coming in or someone would come in and say, oh, I was a foster mom and you have no idea how easier it makes that first night's transition mm-hmm. for that child. And for us, when they come into our home, when they have one of your blankets, I need to, even though it was a struggle and it was a challenge sometimes I thought, you know, I, I, I just need to stick with this and, and, um, and just, you know, continue to have faith to keep it going and just be still for a moment. You know, when I, when I as wanted to change things or make it go somewhere or what, and I just needed to sort of step out of my way and get back in and say, okay, God, you take over it and you do it. And, um, um, you know, just keep going through that, that, um, challenging time and I to remind me to say be still and know that he is and it's like okay uh, amen to that that's for sure <laughs> all right Jessica tell us how we can get involved and where we can find you okay so we have a great website myveryownblanket.org and on there you there's lots of different ways that you can get involved um if you're just by yourself, you can um, make a blanket, just make a blanket. Or if you want to get involved with friends, you can host a blanket making event, which is just get, getting friends together. So on our website, um, there's a link called blank. That's a blanket kit. And you can um, sponsor blanket kits online. Um, now, these are the no so fleece blankets. But people would say, there's so many people who say to me, um, I want to get involved. I want to make a blanket. And I say, great, do you know how to sew? And some people will say yes. And I'll say, great, start, just start sewing blankets, making blankets, whatever kind you want to, infants to teenagers, um, 36 by 36 on up to something that would fit a single size bed. Unfortunately, sometimes these babies come right out of the womb and they go right into foster care. So I said, just start sewing blankets, whatever kind, you know, you want, you can quilt them, you can tie them with embroidery floss, easy, you know, um, we have a great Facebook page that has lots and lots of pictures of different types of blankets that'll give different ideas. Um, and then if someone says, well, no, I don't know how to sew. And I'll say, do you know how to knit or crochet? And some people will say, well, yeah, I know how to do that. Great. Just start knitting and crocheting. Um, colorful stuff. Kids love colors, love colors. You know, you can use all different, all your scraps of yarn and make all different colors. Um, patterns, yarn blankets are just, are awesome. Um, or if you don't know how to do one of those three things, then you can make a no-sew fleece blanket. 
So we offer our fleece blanket kits that you can get online and you can just sponsor those online. They're $10 a piece and that helps pay for the material. It helps pay for the special tags that we silkscreen here in our workshop. Um, it help, We give you a cutting template, directions, everything you need to make a no-sew fleece blanket. It's super easy. Anyone can do it. Um, you can make it in about 40 minutes. So in this world, when there are way too many unfinished projects, this is something you can do and you can finish in about 40 minutes. So um, that's one way you can get involved is, you know, host blanket making events. And, and no matter where you are, they can, they can be shipped to you. Um, and again, wherever, if we ship them to you, then we can, we'll help you get in contact with your local children's services. Um, you can um, just donate online to, and, and just help us spread the word on your social media and Facebook page, you know, say, Hey, there's, you know, my aunt knows how to sew. My mom knows how to sew. My grandma, great. Tell them about us, mm -hmm. you know, because there's so, so many kids that we just need to love on. And um, when they're going through a, such a difficult time that is a no fault of theirs, uh, we need to just show them that, you know, you are loved. And oftentimes I've heard stories where kids will feel like it's their fault that they're in the foster care system and, or they'll feel like they're not lovable because kids intuitively are, know that their parents are supposed to love them. Mm -hmm. And so when they're, they feel like they're maybe being given away because they're not lovable. And it's like, no, 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 you are so loved. And so, you know, this is why we have the red on here with all the love, because it's like, we want you to know that you're loved. And I believe, and I have faith that um, God works through this blanket mm -hmm. and um, he ministers to them through this blanket and just wraps this child up with so much love. So that's how you guys can get involved. I love that. And I think one of my favorite things that you've said is that you help whoever it is, wherever they're at, get right there in their area and finding those kids in foster care in their area. That it's not just, hey, send me your blankets to Columbus, Ohio. You know, like I love that it is wherever you want to be or wherever you're at. So just a couple other questions for you. Um, I talk a lot about coffee on this show. So what would you say your favorite coffee is? Hazelnut. Ooh, that was fast. <laughs> All right. Where has been your favorite place you have already traveled? Well, probably right now, um, I loved Bermuda, but my favorite place right now to travel is Australia okay. because my two children are there. So my oldest son and my youngest daughter are in Australia going to university. They live together in an apartment and they're um, going to university there. So that's where I love to visit now is so that I can be with them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then where would you love to travel? Money doesn't matter, like just your next bucket list. Uh, you know, I think um, Ireland and Scotland. Okay. I would like to go to Ireland and Scotland. I love that. So Jessica, well, thank you so much for being on the Live Abundantly podcast. I have loved hearing and having you share. It has been awesome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me and thank you for, you know, helping me spread the news to offer this opportunity to more people to help us out, to just be able to love on children. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Live Abundantly podcast with Jacqueline Hayes. 
I hope that you guys take a second to subscribe and leave a review. It would mean the world to me. And thanks again for tuning in.